Starbeams Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network. Hello, and welcome to two filthy nerds because we're filthy and we're nerds. And there's two of us. There sure are. There's two of us, and we're here, and we're there, and we're everywhere. Too many plates spinning, but you can see all of our shows. Follow, find our social media. We have our calendars up. You know what you can also do is uh, go ahead and pre-order Jessica Michelle Singleton's uh, "Horny for Death" album. That's right. It's dropping on October first. Help me trend. Get it. You'll get a free preview track and there's a second preview track dropping soon for those of you who have already gotten it uh pre-order on itunes if you've got apple music itunes you can get the link in my actor mess comedy instagram bio yeah uh, it's also available on other places if you order like amazon if you have to get that because i don't know amazon but i might get it i might get it also leave us a review leave us a rating leave us a review we've got some new ones that came in thank you very much to the people who gave us those you can be a patron. Our poor patrons just had to listen to us, me scream about a banking app in between recording episodes. It's really a lot of fun over here. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com. It's a good time. Support the podcast. Come with us on our live journey to Universal Studios. You get all that info if you're a patron and only if you're a patron. Mm-hmm. We're going to have so much fucking fun. And we are going to talk about something that is not fun. It's bad. But it's something, it's a conversation that should be had. Talking about fentanyl. Specifically, fentanyl being used as an illegal drug, as uh, an element to cut other drugs, which will ultimately kill you. Yeah, it takes so little fentanyl for you to die. And yet, a dusting. You could dust over something you're snorting or shooting or whatever, and that's enough to kill you. And yet, it keeps. Like, here's what I don't understand. So, this is what. This is. What I've been told by a very inside source. I don't know anyone who has drugs cut with fentanyl or that's doing it, but someone who is a drug user in my family. Dealers cut drugs like cocaine with fentanyl so that you'll come down and want more. It's like you get like a whoo, and then you come down faster, so you'll want to do more cocaine. So the idea is that it's supposed to be good for business because you'll have to buy more cocaine. But the reality is, is... Your customer base is dying. What are you? So here is here is what I remember about days when I used to indulge. Um, I think dealers at the time were still just cutting it with good old fashioned laxatives or baking soda. Um, and those are the days when, you know, taking a nice cocaine shit. Oh, my God. How I miss that. I don't understand why dealers now are like, oh, let me take the chance of killing my client. Because I want them to get higher so then they'll want more when they come down. Get them addicted to the duty. I mean, there's nothing better than being regular. I've never done cocaine. I Yeah, I don't understand. Obviously, from a human standpoint, why you would endanger someone's life like that. But also, yeah, you know what could get you really well known as a dealer right now? Is having pure cocaine. Your model would go... Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna have to start charging more because you gotta cut your cut your product so you make more money. So it's a matter of people willing to accept the increase in the market value of cocaine, real pure cocaine. Also, there's no way to really test if it's real pure cocaine. Test strips. Um, th- but the test strips aren't 100 percent accurate. They aren't. They the fentanyl test strips test for seven of 27 kinds of fentanyl. 
So you're still taking the chance of getting a bad batch. One thing I think is interesting is how ecstasy, when I was uh, when I was in college, it was called ecstasy. You kids may know it as Molly. It's now called Molly. So that's how you guys know it. But kids now will be like, Molly and MDMA, those are both pure. Molly is pure MDMA. And I'm like, there is absolutely no chance drug dealers are not cutting their product and they're giving you just pure Molly. There is no drug dealer who's like, I'm going to work on a smaller margin. That's just not a thing. I I don't know. All of a sudden, drug dealers didn't grow a conscience. You know, they were like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to take the chance of... If there are drug dealers who are willing to take the chance of murdering their fucking clients with fentanyl, there are drug dealers who are also doing the same shady shit with Molly. I don't know how anyone will risk even touching fentanyl to, to cut it into your cocaine or whatever drugs there are. And I would love to just be like, just don't do drugs, but that's not going to fucking work. Frankly, I think that I think they should just legalize drugs and then they could they could regulate it in that sense. Then the government could make a big cut of tax money on drugs. Ever be safe? Government would make money. Could you imagine the tax dollars that would go to cocaine? Jesus Christ. I mean, Christ. LA oh. would fund all of the roads in this entire country. We would be driving on a silky smooth surface every day for the rest of our lives. The way people casually do cocaine out here blows my mind cocaine was for rich movie stars when i was growing up and now i guess we live where rich movie stars are so it's everywhere but yeah i don't know there are multiple news stories constantly coming out where people are trying drugs it's like there's a i I read something where a lot of it is allegedly coming from mexico so maybe like cartels but there's people casually doing party drugs uh or people who are addicts who do them regularly um sometimes there's so there's people who will go to mexico to buy pharmaceuticals that they can't get here because they don't have insurance and i know multiple stories of people doing that and those have fentanyl in them. here's what's crazy about fentanyl is it's a very necessary great drug for when used properly in a hospital yeah what's crazy is that so little of it can kill you but then like when my dad was hooked up on drugs when he was on a ventilator dying uh one of them was fentanyl and i was like how how come it's so potent but then there's like a bag that drips into him well it's being diluted in saline yeah it's just like so fentanyl is what is it like a like a ultimate painkiller muscle relaxer by the way, when we walked in to see my dad, I do a bit about it on stage. My brother looked over at the bags, and he had that and morphine. My brother was like, dang, dad, they got you on the good stuff. Which is mind-blowing in general because it's trashy, but especially because my brother nearly died because he overdosed because of fentanyl. That's what's fucking insane is that, like, also the stigma that, like, oh, it's it takes so little to overdose so then someone's dying or being hospitalized because of an overdose and people are going oh this this severe drug addict this this person and people have lots of thoughts about drug addicts people immediately go to like what a loser what a this person need to get their life together which absolutely someone could be a severe addict and run into this situation but you could literally be someone who's never done drugs and this literally is why i've never done cocaine not because of fentanyl because i didn't think i don't think i knew what that was at the time but i watched i bought into the dare video that was like this woman did one bump of cocaine at a party with her friends and died and i tell people that and they've laughed at me and now i'm like 
Okay, you could, it could literally happen. There's no solution that's like viable. Although, I mean, I really think, what do you think? Stop doing cocaine. I, I mean, it's just not an option anymore. It's off the market for a while, guys. It's just not something you play with. I hope that enough people are seeing these stories that it take that it, they think like all right let's lock it up i've had my fun like if there was a recall on lettuce that it's giving you dysentery would you keep eating the lettuce nicole i have literally had to deal with you having two days of what you thought was stomach cancer level diarrhea because you refused to return an egg salad sandwich so yes people a stinky egg salad from north hollywood diner and you don't even get business ideas from an egg salad sandwich. But if someone recalls something, <laughs> like on the level of like the Food and Drug Administration are like, yo, this is bad. We're recalling this. If that was the case with the tuna salad salad, I wouldn't eat the tuna salad sandwich. If someone was like, listen, there is a good chance that this tuna salad sandwich will make you shit sideways for at least a week, potentially die. I think it depends on the day. I think there's days where you go, well, I haven't shit today, so bring it on. Listen. I have three pounds. But if I knew, if I knew I was just having diarrhea, I'd be fine with it. If I was going to die, I wouldn't eat the fucking egg salad. Yeah. Don't let your friends peer pressure you into having an egg salad sandwich so that you die. Fucking egg salad. Don't think you need to have the egg salad sandwich for people to like you. Yeah. What made you stop? I just, you know, it's like I stopped doing all forms of. Was it a feeling or did you hit the age 25 and you had this life? I was just like, all right, I'm 25. Too old to be doing this anymore. It's like, you know what? I'm done. Was it just a choice? It was it was Christmas of 2005. Fun and hot when you're young. We already established that I'm old. And uh, uh, it was just like I remembered seeing someone doing drugs and they were older. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. The second you get over the age of 30, God forbid the age of 40, and you're still like out at parties, like blowing coke off a key while you straddle a puddle. Just I in college, I was bumping K over a flooded toilet. Whatever. It's just bumping K. What is what does that do? What is the reason people do that? Though? I, I, I don't know. I was not happy. I'll tell you that. Literally could not stop asking if my life would be normal again because I was like, if I get stuck in this, I will kill myself because there's the idea of the K-hole, which is like you basically just get like stuck in this like circular thought. And I was like, if I get stuck in this K-hole, I will kill myself. Am I in a K-hole? Are we in a K-hole? I just kept saying to the guy sitting next to me who I did not know. I kept saying, oh, my God, will you just let me know that my life is going to be normal again? Is everything going to be normal again? Am I going to be okay? Is everything okay? Am I okay? Is everything going to be okay? Am I okay? I don't know. And then he was like, listen, I don't know what to tell you. I'm fucked up, too. And I was like, Jill. And then my my friend Jill, who I did it with, was just floating around the room, literally going like this. This is how she was walking around the room. I'll narrate it for the listeners. She sort of looks like a ballerina pterodactyl. She's like flailing her arms, prancing, very little girl dancing in her own universe in a field of flowers. That is exactly what you put. You narrated that quite well. I feel like every story you've ever told me about when you've tried drugs, like hard party drugs is literally the reason I've never tried hard party drugs. Yeah, and then I stopped doing that. Cocaine, cocaine I never had a bad anything with. Cocaine was always like, every time I did it, I was like, ah, oh, finally, I feel normal. Sometimes you're like, what happens to you with cocaine wasn't a bad experience. But like, if you talk to everyone who's around you and you're on cocaine, do they feel the same? <laughs> every single person when I was on cocaine was like, I am blown away how quiet you are. That's so funny. That my brother, a drug addict, on multiple multiple times when, gonna, when I've mentioned not having done cocaine, he goes, you know, it would actually probably really calm you down. And I'm like, 
okay, so then what's the point? For me to be calm, surrounded by other people who are blasting off to the moon? You feel incredible. You're just so, it's the goddamn greatest drug. Because I tell you what, Adderall, I'm prescribed to it. I don't abuse it. I, I like go through these phases like, I'm not going to take it. I don't need drugs. The stupid fucking thing that we do where we go, I don't need meds. I can get a handle on it. It's something I can control. And you're like, no, your fucking brain is built differently. You need to take medication. But lots of people do it. It's yeah. not something I love about myself. But like when I take it, it's like the anxiety is just gone. So I feel normal. Like I feel like my brain is quiet and still and I feel magnificent. So funny to think of you being like, I need to meditate. <laughs> just taking a bump before you like, oh, Cocaine. I shit you not. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I I just always thought I would be too annoying. No, you would be. You'd probably have the same thing happen to me. Like zippity doo dah. Super mellow. Get her off the roof. You would. You would probably mellow out your brothers. Well, I'll never know. By the way, every single person I know who mellows out on cake cocaine is also been prescribed Ritalin or Adderall. Yeah, it's ADHD. It's our brains. It's our frontal cortex some fucking part of our brain doesn't wire correctly and you spend years and yeah am i saying the general you and what i mean is specifically me because i don't want to feel alone absolutely you spend years at least as a woman because it doesn't get diagnosed the same as it does in men criticizing yourself just thinking you're not good enough and there's something inherently wrong with your character and you go like no i can be i can be better i can be more organized i can no i just i gotta stay on top of it i gotta i just gotta work on my time management i just need 800 more lifts and then uh -huh. you take a pill and you're like oh that's what i needed is I needed a thing that band-aided my brain, the sides of my brain together. It's sometimes I love to just watch you on the on my screen. It's so funny. I'm just like I feel like I'm watching the Jessica Michelle TV show. And Live like, on local cable access channel point three, only in two televisions in the whole world. So it was the dare. It was dare that got you to never want to do drugs. What I thought it was was dare, and there's also a deep subconscious part of me that's probably like also probably my whole family. Is that like, well, what do drugs do? Well, I know they make you leave your kids. But I don't, I don't think I realized at the time that my dad had been on drugs. I didn't realize that till later. But like, I'm surprised I've drank as much as I have. Like, I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm surprised I even had a phase where I partied hard just based on observing my mom and being like, I don't ever want to be like that. And like, I don't know. I don't know because there was a time in high school where people were like getting into drugs and I like mm. wanted people to think I was cool, but like I never got into so I like would drink, but I never No. I just I really think I was like people die from this. And I think there's a part of me which looking back is probably Well, if I told you this, if I told you this, uh a friend of mine who works in um sobriety and rehab she said that one of the biggest problems she's having in all of her patients now are uh, them doing hallucinogenics. She said she has so many patients who are doing mushrooms to the point where they're like, oh, I'm only microdosing. She's now dealing with people having severe mental issues because of microdosing mushrooms. So was your goal telling that to ruin the one drug I do like? No, no, I'm just saying, would that sort of thing deter you from yeah. from doing mushrooms? Because it's deterred me. It's freaked me out. Yeah, no, well, when people go, doing cocaine, look, look at this picture of this person's brain scan from all the molly. They have holes in their brain. And I went, as a seventh grader, I went, my brain is all I have. I'm, I'm not getting anything for the way I look. 
I'm not getting anything for my fun personality. Well, I'm never doing that. My brain is the only reason I will survive. So that scared you. I'm from doing it because anything. I was like, it's gonna fuck up my brain. And like, my brain is. I mean, it's like we talked about when we talked about the hand surgeon thing and how like you know really great surgeons can insure their hands. Even like in what we do now, when people go like, oh, I'm fucking partying and going hard. It's like no, my this is my source of income and my source of like everything I do comes from Mama's my money brain. Maker. The idea of putting my brain in a paper shredder just to have 15 minutes of feeling confident was like, no, well, I'll just, I'll stay home if I need to feel confident to be at a party. I just, well, I'm confident in my living room. Yeah. See, I didn't know that until I had already done a lot of uh, Molly and X. Until I did the drugs that made me confident. And I was like, did all those drugs and then someone was like and i was like oh my god i'm really sad lately like a very 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 prolonged deep sadness um they didn't teach you that in in pre-med no i was this was my freshman year of college oh, that was before you get into the pre-med and then i find out they're like yeah it puts holes in your brain um and then i was like oh well i won't be doing that again yeah i learned that in dare like people go like dare didn't work and i'm like well I'm sure their goal isn't to keep one individual kid off drugs. It works. Dare works. But it worked for me. Yeah. The whole, I, all, the, uh, everything about drugs is truly like terrifying. Like when, when my friend told me that about microdosing mushrooms, because there was, I don't know if you remember, but during, uh, I wasn't living, I don't think I was living with you at the time. Or no, I remember I was, when you got, you went through, a, I'm going to microdose phase. Yeah, I went through, I did a whole microdosing program and I was like, oh, this is great. It's making me happy. And, uh. A friend of mine was like, yeah, that's it's turned into a fucking problem. She's like, because everybody's treating mushrooms like they're some sort of um, drug. And they're like, oh, well, I'm on a course of microdosing. It's like, you're not a doctor. Stop treating. You can't prescribe yourself some regimen. Yeah, but it's I also I agree. But. Knowing addicts the way I know addicts. I'm inclined to go. Just doing the thing that you're just doing like a little bit, and that's all you're doing. You're not mixing with anything. You just because it's, I mean, I mean, I it's a I very addicty thing to go like, well, I only do mushrooms, and it's like they have pockets full of pills. The patients that she's having are patients who are like, I, uh, I believe in you know uh, the power of hallucinogenics. So it's like these are the people like you know some people uh, have been on um, ayahuasca retreats. Yeah, but then you say they're losing their mind. What does that mean? I mean, I, I don't know what it looks like. They're they're they in look, like are they losing their facilities or are they just becoming like I don't need to own things? And is that losing? They're they are in a mental mental health rehab facility right now, and my friend is taking care of these people. Man, so it's just of... terrifying because it's like I don't know. I was like I feel like I feel like I was being like really good about it. Like I was being very regimented about it. Well, yeah, you're not in. I know, but then I'm like, oh god, like what is? But you also don't like yeah. If the people you're getting them from, if they're just mushroom, uh, whatever, you know, if they're just like really dry mushrooms. But like, did did they ask you are you on anything else? Because there's a lot of things that like you shouldn't combine mushrooms with certain pharmaceuticals, like or people with certain mental health things shouldn't mushroom trip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know all the details of every single person's individual case, but it's just slightly terrifying. <sighs> all right. Well, we're talking about hallucinogenics. People in our uh, live two building nerds chat are arguing over governors of states they don't even live in. It's been a blast. The lesson is I'm going to go get drunk on cough syrup. Just kidding. You guys stay healthy. Stay safe. Do what you need to do to check out whatever you're ingesting and, you know, make uh, conscious decisions. It's consider all of the uh, outcomes before you shove things into your body a lot.
If cooking's your thing, great. That's fine. Tag out for a little bit, you know? Tag out for a little bit. Uh, things are a little sticky right now, and let's wait till it's not... Eventually, I think, I'd like to believe, at least with the war on drugs, like, someone will be, like, taken down as the person... I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know how much of the drugs are put in the system by our own government. Who cares? We've got to go. You guys... Leave us a rating and a review. Tell us what drugs you used to do that you realized you probably shouldn't do anymore at Two Filthy Nerds on Instagram, on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. we got a Facebook group, Fellowship of the Filthy Nerds. And uh, you can follow us anywhere. Leave us a rating review. Join our Patreon. We love you. We'll see you next time. Deuces. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>